Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Tika Taylor. Yes, I'm back. And we're going to continue our discussion on domestic violence. Today, we're going to be talking about why do victims stay with their abusers? Many times, victims are blamed for the abuse. Victims are judged. Victims are ridiculed. And, you know, people just cannot understand why would a person who is being victimized, hurt, abused, used, exploited, why would they continue to live with their abusers? Today, that's what we're going to be exploring. Why? Why, why, why? All right, we're going to go ahead on and start off with the number one reason why a lot of people, whether they're male or female, remain with their abusers. Now, if a child is exposed to domestic violence at a young age, they witness their father being abused by their mother, their mother being abused by their father, they witness other family members being abused, such as grandparents, siblings, cousins, if they live within a household that is dysfunctional and where there is domestic violence, naturally that child will grow up thinking it is okay. Domestic violence become normalized, okay? So when they did the studies, they found out 60% of battered women grew up in homes where they were abused as a child or they witnessed abuse. And about 50% of the boys who grew up in abusive households, they grew up thinking it was okay for them to abuse their spouse, their girlfriend, or their significant other. So we now know that the number one reason why a lot of people who are victims of domestic violence stay in abusive relationship is because they were abused as a child or they witnessed abuse as a child, okay? So we have 60% of females who were abused were exposed to domestic violence as a child. And 50% of the boys who become abusers, they were reared in an environment where they were abused or they witnessed abuse. So we now understand that domestic violence is a learned behavior. It is not something that you're born with. It's not just the way you are and it's part of your personality and you can't change. No. As we discussed previously in other sessions, we found out that domestic violence is a learned behavior. So the majority of children who are born in households where they witness domestic violence or they are abused themselves, they grow up to normalize abuse. Okay, so it's very important that you find out why an individual is in in the domestic violence situation before you judge, condemn, blame, or ridicule them. All right? It is not easy. Being a victim of domestic violence, it is not easy. Okay? Now, the second reason why we have people who stay in abusive relationship is because they have low self-esteem. Okay? Many battered women and men all right, they did not enter the relationship with low self-esteem. As a matter of fact, a lot of them come into a relationship with high self-esteem. They love themselves, they know their self-worth, they believe in themselves, they accept themselves. But unfortunately, after being battered, abused, taken advantage of, exploited, okay, after going through all this trauma, it's going to take an effect on your self-esteem. After a while, the victim begins to internalize that abuse. 
they begin to ask themselves the question, why am I being abused? Is it because something is wrong with me? And since many abusers verbally abuse their victims, putting them down, calling them names, and making them feel bad, all right, and that's part of the emotional abuse, many times they begin to internalize the abuse. They begin to believe it, okay? As human beings, we're going to hear a lot of things said about us and we're going to be exposed to a lot of things, not necessarily good things, but it really may not affect us if we don't internalize it. Meaning that we leave it on the outside. We're not allowing ourselves to believe it. Okay. But it's very difficult uh, when your mate, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, family member, people that you're very close to, people you live in a household with as a family. I mean, when they say mean things or when they, you know, put you down and make you feel bad, it's kind of hard for you not to internalize it. It's, it's very difficult for you to keep it outside and not feel that, you know what, maybe they are right. After a while, the victims begin to believe that since the abuser is in such close proximity to them, living with them, knowing them, knowing their good and their bad, their strength and their weaknesses, sometimes they tend to internalize it because the abuser is right there and they feel like they know them very intimately they know them closely and personally so sometimes they tend to believe that okay so the second reason why a lot of victims stay with their abusers is because they have low self-esteem low self-esteem is the second reason why many victims decide that you know hey i am not going to go anywhere because i can't do any better i don't deserve any better i'm a bad person i'm a bad mother i'm a bad father i'm a bad parent or i'm not good enough or something is wrong with me okay so if you're battered and abused for years let's say two years five years ten years i mean it really doesn't matter the time that you're being abused the fact that you are abused, whether it's a short-term abusive relationship or a long-term abusive relationship, it will have an effect on your self-esteem. So self-esteem is the second reason why a lot of people who are victims of domestic violence choose to stay in a relationship. It is because they have damaged self-esteem. We call it low self-esteem, low self-worth, poor self-image, okay? It's not their fault. They are victims of domestic violence, victims of circumstances. The third reason why we have uh, victims of domestic violence staying in an abusive relationship is fear. Okay, more battered women are murdered while attempting to flee the abuser than in any other time. So with good reason, a victim is afraid of leaving their abusers, whether it's a male or female. I'm sure you all have heard the phrase that if you leave me, I'll kill you, all right? So yes, victims take that very seriously because they live with the abuser and they've seen what he or she can do. If they've been abused physically or they've been abused sexually, okay, they've been threatened, they've been stalked, okay? So because they've endured these things, they know that their abuser is capable of hurting them physically or killing them. Okay. And sometimes it's not really a physical threat. Sometimes they're afraid that they may be falsely accused 
if they leave. Okay, the batterer slash perpetrator may call the police and falsely accuse them of different things. It could be falsely accuse them of being the perpetrator or falsely accuse them of abusing the children or neglecting the children, falsely accuse them of stealing or committing other crimes. So fear is the third reason why a lot of victims of domestic violence say fear for their safety, fear for their lives, fear for their health. Fear for their well-being overall, fear for the children's safety, fear for the well-being of the children. So fear is very, very real. Now, a lot of people may not think the victim is afraid of the abuser because a lot of abusers appear to be harmless. They appear to be kind and nice and very sociable people. And so a lot of people cannot conceive that this person you know, who's very kind to other people who may be generous or charming or loving to other people would be dangerous. Okay. But as we've discussed before, people who are abusers can be very dangerous because they can physically harm their victims, causing them severe injuries and even killing them. So the main reason is fear. A lot of victims cannot find their way out of the relationship because they feel trapped by fear. They are afraid. Literally, they are afraid. They don't know what the abuser is capable of, but they know that since the abuser has threatened to harm them if they leave, they know that that abuser is fully capable of doing that. The next reason why some people stay in an abusive relationship is guilt. Okay, guilt. They feel guilty. Like victims of rape and incest, women often believe they are responsible for the crime. They may feel guilty for not fighting, you know, figuring out a way back to stop the the violence. Okay, they may feel ashamed for having been beaten or raped. Okay, like any other crime, domestic violence victims feel guilty. They feel ashamed for having, having... to, to, to be exposed to domestic violence, to have to be a vict- victim of domestic violence. So guilt, they feel bad. The abuser makes them feel bad. And sometimes the abuser blame them, tell them that it's their fault. The abuse is their fault. It's because they're not being a good parent. It's not because they're not, they're not being a good wife. They're not being a good husband. They're not being a good person. So they brought this upon themselves. Okay, so a lot of victims stay in abusive relationship because they feel guilty. They feel bad and they feel ashamed. All right, so guilt, just like victims of rape and incest, victims of domestic violence also feel ashamed. They feel like somehow they deserve this. Somehow it's their fault, especially when they choose their mate. Okay, and if parents or friends or other family members didn't approve the relationship, they, you know, noticed some signs and they didn't want the victim to be with the abuser. And now that the abusers start experiencing violence, they become, you know, ashamed and they feel guilty of what's going on because they feel like if they would have listened, then they wouldn't find themselves in that predicament. So guilt and shame are, you know, two reasons why a lot of victims of domestic violence stay in abusive relationship. They feel bad. They feel ashamed. They feel guilty. Now, the other reason why a lot of victims stay in abusive relationship is not because 
they were brought up in abusive households and they witnessed domestic violence or they were abused themselves. It's not because they have low self-esteem and they feel bad about themselves. They don't see themselves as deserving of any better. It's not because of that. It's not because they're afraid of the abuser. The abuser hasn't threatened to harm them or physically abuse them in any way. They don't feel guilty or ashamed. They are staying the relationship because their abuser is promising to change. Yes, promises of change. Baby, 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 please, please. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it anymore. This is not going to happen anymore. I'm sorry. I was drunk. You know, I was high. I was stressed out. I lost my job. I lost my temper. I was frustrated. I mean, abusers give a lot of reasons why. A lot of reasons why they abuse their victims and they promise to change. Women believe the batterer's promises that he or she is sorry and it will never happen again. Because the abuser, the victim, because the abuser say that they're going to stop the abusive behavior, the victim will believe this. The victim wants to believe this. The victim wants the relationship, but they don't want the abusive behavior. The victim wants their old mate back who wasn't abusive earlier in the relationship. They want to go back to that honeymoon period where there was love and passion and romance and excitement and everything was okay, right? Now there's trouble in paradise. And all the abuser have to do is just say, baby, I'm sorry. It will never happen again. I promise. I promise you it will never happen again. Okay. While some women want the relationship to continue, they are clear about wanting the violence to stop. So women, men who are victims of domestic violence stay in a relationship, not because they want the violence, not because they want the drama. They don't want the pain, the sorrow, you know, the fear and all the dysfunction and the and all the other stuff that come with an abusive relationship. They really want their relationship to work. They want their mate back. They want that lovey-dovey. But unfortunately, they are in love or involved in a relationship where the abuser is going to victimize them. They want the abuse to stop. They don't want the abuse. But unfortunately, the abuse will continue until the abuser gets help. Whether they go to counseling, whether, you know, they, they, they go uh, for psychological evaluation, whether they go to therapy, whether there has to be a separation. But something has to happen for the abuser, whether it be a male or a female, to really make a sincere effort to change. Just simply saying they're going to change or saying that they won't ever do that again is not enough. So unfortunately, the victim believes the abuser and they stay hoping that somehow things will be different. Okay. So promise of change is one of the reasons why a lot of victims stay in abusive relationships. All right. Now let's deal with the other issue. The other issue is denial. 
Some people stay in an abusive relationship not because they're afraid, not because they have low self-esteem, not because they feel guilty or ashamed, not because they really, you know, will ever hear the abuser promise to change, and not because they were reared or raised in an abusive household, a dysfunctional household. Some people stay in an abusive relationship simply because they are in denial. They're in denial, meaning that they will deny, they will refuse to see the situation for what it is, okay? They will not admit to themselves, let alone admit to anyone else, that they are being abused, okay? They will make excuses. They will say, well, he or she was just upset. Well, you know, I did say something that was really mean or nasty. So somehow, you know, they feel like the abuse is justified. Or even they don't even admit that, you know, it's abuse at all. They justify the behavior and excuse it. They deny it as if it never happened. It's like, oh, no, that that didn't happen. Oh, he just screamed at you. Oh, he didn't. That's how he talks. Oh, he just hit you. Oh, no, you know, I just got in the way. All right. They will deny the abuse. Now, if they're not denying the abuse, they will minimize it. They will make light of it. Okay, they will not see how serious it is. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he didn't punch me. He just slapped me. Okay, uh, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't slap me. He just pushed me. Or, you know, oh, she just cussed me out. I mean, she didn't try to kill me. You know, she just hit me. You know, she didn't run me over with a car. All right, so they minimize the abuse. They make light of it. Either they're denying it or they're minimizing it. So they're not able to fully face reality. So if you're not able to face reality, you're not able to see things for what they are, then you're not able to deal with reality and you're not able to actually plan accordingly to be able to leave. You don't see that you're in danger. You don't see there's nothing wrong. So everything is okay in your mind. Okay, so a lot of victims of domestic violence stay in an abusive relationship because they are in denial. They're in denial or they minimize the abuse. All right. Very, very, very important. The other reason why we have a lot of victims who stay in an abusive relationship, they're not staying because of fear, a guilt or promise to change because of denial or minimization or low self-esteem or because they were exposed as a child. They're staying in an abusive relationship because they want to keep the family together. Okay, or they're afraid of losing their children. This is very important. Let's just stop here for a second and really think about it. Because when, you know, when two people make a commitment for them to get together in a relationship, whether they're living together or they're married, um, when children are involved, it changes everything. Okay, when two people decide to separate, the children are not going to be able to stay with both parents because. Once they separate, they're going to move out of the house, live in separate households, and have separate lives and different lifestyle. So a lot of victims of domestic violence want to be with their children physically in the same house as their mate or their spouse or the other parent. So for the sake of keeping the family together and not separating the family, you have a lot of victims of domestic violence who decide at some point that they will deal with the abuse just to be able to keep the family together. 
Very important. They will deal with the abuse to keep the family together. They're afraid that if they leave, if they get a divorce, if they separate, if they move out the house, they will not see their children again. Okay. Or they will not be able to have a relationship with their children because the other spouse, especially the abuser, may not allow them to continue to have a relationship with their children. Okay, in some cases, they will falsely accuse them of child abuse, child neglect, child abandonment, and you know, legally, they won't be able to see their children. So, to avoid all that, to avoid breaking up the family, and of course, if they grew up in a single parent or a single you know, household, parent household, of course, they don't want their children to go through some of the things that they've been through in life. You know, having to live without a father or without a mother or having limited contact with the other parent. So a lot of victims decide that they're going to sacrifice themselves and, you know, and deal with the abuse as much as they can just to be able to keep the family intact. Now, of course, this will definitely affect the children in a negative way. But a lot of parents are not thinking about the negative impact of, you know, rearing or raising their children in an abusive household. They're thinking about keeping the family together at all costs, even though there will be short-term and long-term negative impact on the children. But they are afraid. And some parents, you know, they're not able to maintain contact because they, they're going to be forced to move far away or even, you know, move to another country or another state. So they won't be able to physically be able to have contact with their children. So to avoid all that, they will stay in an abusive relationship. Now, the other reason why you're going to have a lot of people, especially in today's economy, stay in abusive relationship. Again, we're going to do the, the recap. It's not because, you know, they were exposed to domestic violence as a child. It's not because they have low self-esteem or they're afraid of the abuser. They feel guilty or shame because they believe the abuser's promises of change. They're in denial and they're minimizing the situation. It's not because they want to keep the family together. Some people say stay in an abusive relationship simply because of financial reasons. Financial reasons. Many battered women and their children are economically dependent on the batter. Okay, if she has no marketable skills, her meager income and or inadequate public benefits are not enough to pay for rent, childcare, food, clothing, utilities, etc. The woman may feel that she can try harder to appease the batter as the only way to provide for her children. All right, so this is a very serious problem. A lot of women particularly because some of them, maybe they didn't finish high school or, you know, they haven't worked in 10, 20 years, or they don't have marketable skills or because they do have the low self-esteem, you know, because, you know, they've, they've gone through a lot of physical abuse and they have physical ailments or disabilities or problems. They're not able to secure a good paying job. All right. I mean, they can get a minimum a wage job, but a minimum wage job will not be able to support, you know, them and children, whether it be two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight children. And so they choose to stay with the abuser simply because of finances, because they cannot afford to live on their own. 
okay now rent is very expensive we have mortgages very expensive food very expensive utilities transportation all right and if they choose to leave they may not be able to provide transportation for the children they may not have a car okay not just a home but they may not have a car to take the children back and forth to school or just taking the children around so financial consideration is one of the main reasons as well why we have a lot of victims who choose to stay in abusive relationship it's not because they want the abuse again i'm going to reiterate i'm going to emphasize it's not because they want to stay in an abusive relationship it's because they cannot afford to leave and they don't have another source of income to be able to help them provide their basic needs. So financial is one of the main reasons why you have a lot of women who are staying in abusive relationships. Okay, we do have some men who are economically dependent on their female abusers as well. And that's the reason why they don't leave because they really don't have anywhere to go. They can't afford to get their own place, especially, you know, for the move-in costs. Sometimes people have to put down the first month deposit and the last month. So we're looking at almost $3,000 sometimes just to be able to move into your own place. So it's not easy. Then you have to pay for the monthly utilities and, you know, all the other expenses that come with having your own place. So it's very difficult for a lot of people to go out on their own after being in a, you know, in a, a marriage or being in a, a long-term relationship where they've been economically dependent. Or sometimes, you know, they lose their jobs because of the abuse. Sometimes intentionally the abusers make them lose their jobs so they can become financially dependent on them. So forcing them not to be able to leave the relationship. All right. Very, very, very important. Okay. Another reason why we have some victims who stay in abusive relationship is because of religious commitments or religious beliefs. Okay. You have people who may be Christians, they're they're, they're Muslims or they're Catholic or, you know, they're a Jehovah Witness or any other religion that believes that once a man and a woman gets married, they cannot get a divorce. They cannot separate physically and they have to be together. So unfortunately, you do have a lot of people who are religious and who are suffering because they believe that, you know, it is against their religious belief them to get a divorce or physically separate from their mate and sometimes when they do try to leave they have parents and family members and sometimes church members pastors rabbis and, and pastors who pretty much pressure them okay or advise them that they cannot end the relationship they cannot leave the relationship even though they are in an abusive environment Okay, they are in danger, their lives are being threatened, their children's lives are being threatened, and sometimes religious leaders don't understand the dynamics of domestic violence, or they don't take it seriously, or they minimize it, or they're uneducated, they're ignorant of the fact, all right? So because of that, they give their, their uh, members, all right, uh, advice to stay in an abusive relationship, thinking that it's not that serious, but in reality, it can be very deadly. So religion or religious belief is definitely one of the reasons why 
a lot of people stay in abusive relationships. They don't leave. Why? Because they're afraid. They're afraid that if they leave, they will be cut off you know, from their church family, that they won't be able to attend church or the mosque or go to the temple. You know, they, they will feel ashamed. And so because of religious pressure, they will sometimes stay in an abusive relationship, leave and come back. Okay. Because they cannot continue to be apart away from their husband or wife, their mate, their spouse. So religion is definitely one of the reasons. Now, next to religion is cultural belief. And some cultures, you know, divorce is, is unacceptable. It's, it's not accepted. It's not condoned. Okay. People in that community, in that culture, they look down upon. Okay. People don't want to associate with them if they divorce or they separate from their mate. You know, they're, they're ostracized, they're ridiculed. I mean, they're, they're isolated. They're, they're excluded from, from a community activities. And so culture is another reason why some cultures emphasize family units. And, you know, once you're a family, once you're a husband, you're a wife, you have children, it is an obligation, it is a duty, a responsibility for you to stay together at all costs, even if there is domestic violence. Some of them don't even identify domestic violence. They don't even acknowledge that, you know, families can be victims of domestic violence. They just accept it as the norm that families are going to have problems. They just expect it. It's okay. And, you know, you just sit there and you deal with it. All right. So because of religious reasons and cultural reasons, people will tend to stay in abusive relationship for a long period of time and not be able to leave. Now, at the same time, we do have family pressure because of the religion or because of the culture. You have families who don't want, you know, to see their family member divorced or separated from their mate. Okay, and, and sometimes the family will, 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 will seem like it's, it's a mark of shame, you know, for a member of their family to be divorced or separated from their mate or their spouse. So because of that family pressure, you have a lot of people who choose to stay in abusive relationship because there's a lot of pressure from the family. It's a lot of pressure from the community. Okay, so that's one of the reasons why a lot of people tend to stay in communities where they value the family and they want the family to be together at all costs. So people tend to want to just conform to that, that societal norm or to that rule and they don't want to break it. All right, now let's get into some other reasons why. Let's get into the shame and humiliation. So if these people, you know, uh, feel ashamed for leaving, the community sometimes will shame them. The church members will shame them. So some people stay in abusive relationship because they don't want to deal with the shame and the humiliation in front of the community members. They don't want people to know. They want to present this facade, you know, that all is well and the relationship is perfect. Everybody is happy. Everybody's in love and everything is okay. Okay. You have a lot of communities, they put pressure on husband and wives to, you know, present themselves as they're perfect. Like everything's okay. So they don't want anyone to know that they're experiencing domestic violence. So if they leave their mate or their 
or their um, partner, it will be obvious to the family members, to the community, you know, to uh, church members that there's a problem in the marriage. There's a problem in the family and the whole family will feel shame. So because of that, to avoid the shame and humiliation, a lot of people will stay in an abusive relationship. All right. Very, very, very important. Okay. Now, another reason why we have some people who stay in relationship is loyalty. All right. Now they are very loyal. Okay. They got married to their partners and maybe, you know, their partners before they became abusive, where, you know, they were very nice to them. They were very kind to them. Um, maybe that, you know, they, they provided for them financially. Maybe they rescued them from an abusive uh, family life, or maybe they were living in poverty. They were able to, you know, put them in a, in a life of comfort and, and uh, improve their lifestyle. Okay. Now maybe they were sick and uh, their mate was there for them, helping them through the process and help them get healing. And now, you know, they have this loyalty to their partner. So once their partners start being abusive, you know, they don't wanna leave because they're gonna feel like they're not being loyal, okay? They're gonna feel like, you know, they're abandoning their partner. So sometimes, you know, people feel a sense of loyalty to a partner. So they will not leave the relationship because of that. They feel like I cannot leave because that partner was there for me when I had nobody. Okay. When I was broke, you know, I was in the streets or I was on drugs. I was sick. This person was there for me. And now this person, you know, is being abusive. You know, I can't find the strength to leave. All right. So a sense of loyalty is one of the reasons why some people do stay in a relationship. Or it could be that the partner now needs them. The abusive partner now needs them and they feel a sense of loyalty. They feel like they cannot leave because the partner is now sick. The, you know, the, the partner is now broken or, you know, they don't have any more money or they don't have any family support. So because of that, they feel a sense of loyalty that they cannot just get up and leave and walk away. So it's very important for us to understand, you know, a person's sense of loyalty. All right. We may not agree with it because, you know, again, the first law of nature is self-preservation. You have a right to protect yourself. You have a right to keep yourself safe and you have a right to your own happiness. All right. So you have to be loyal to your, your well-being first. Okay. So charity starts at home, but unfortunately, uh, because you know, they feel ashamed, they feel guilty, they feel pressured and they feel they have to be loyal. So this is one of the reasons why you have a lot of people who tend to stay in abusive, dysfunctional, no good relationships. All right. Now in connection with that, you know, people just sometimes feel pity. Okay. They feel sorry for their partner. Like I said, sometimes their partner is sick. They feel pity. Oh, I can't leave him. I can't leave her because now they're sick and they need me. So it's not just a loyalty. They also feel pity or they feel sorry for them. They want to help them. They want to see them get better. They don't want to abandon them. They feel, you know, Hey, I'm going to stick to my commitment. When I got married, I said it was for better or for worse. And I said this, so I am not going to get up and leave this person because they are verbally abusing me, emotionally abusing me, mentally, physically, or even sexually abusing me, or even financial. Some people are being financially abused. All right. 
And uh, another reason why people stay in in an abusive relationship, and maybe this may be one of the main reasons really, is because of love. A love. Okay, why? People ask victims, why do you put up with this? Why are you allowing this person to hurt you, to use you, to abuse you? And I'm sure we've heard a lot of people say, it's because I love him. I love her. Okay, love. Often the partner is quite loving and lovable when he or she is not being abusive. Okay, people who are abusive are not abusive all the time. They have moments where they're funny, you know, they have a great sense of humor, you know, they're charming, they're lovable, you know, they they have a lot of great other attributes, great characteristics. Maybe they have a great personality. Maybe they're smart. Maybe that, you know, that they just, you know, have their ways, they're charismatic. So because of that, the victim is still in love with the abuser. Okay. Again, they're not in love with the abuse. They are in love with the person. They're not condoning the abuse. They don't want the abusive behavior. They want their loving partner. They remember when they used to have a wonderful time together, when they used to laugh and go out on dates and, you know, have fun with the kids when they went on vacation. Maybe they have a a, a business together. Maybe they're working on projects. I mean, you know, it's not all bad. Okay, so the love is still there. The abuser even tells the victim, I'm abusing you because I love you. Now, this may sound irrational to a person who's not a victim of domestic violence. You know, it's like, how can you abuse me because you love me? It doesn't make sense, right? But because some of the victims were reared, raised in an abusive household where their parents abused them and they abused them and told them, well, I'm abusing you because I love you. Okay, so if they were brought up in that type of household, like I had mentioned earlier, then it's easier for them to believe when a mate or a spouse or a lover tells them the same thing. I'm abusing you because I love you. Okay, I'm abusing you because I care about you. Uh, It's the same story being repeated. You know, they went from being exposed to domestic violence as a child, you know, being abused by their parents or family member. So when they grow up, you know, it's easier or it becomes normal for them to be attracted to or, you know, find themselves involved with people who are also abusive. You know, they love their parents even though they were abused. So it's easier for them to love abusers even though they are being abused by these people. So one of the main reasons besides a learned behavior is love. A lot of couples really do stay together because they love each other. But it is a dysfunctional, abusive relationship. Some of them are not even aware that they are in a dysfunctional, unhealthy, abusive relationship because they seen their parents act that way. They seen other family members, they see movies and they see neighbors and they see other people, you know, they associate violence and pain, you know, and trauma with love relationships. Okay. I'm sure you all have heard the phrase, oh, we're fighting like two married couples as if it's normal and acceptable for two people who are married or who are involved in intimate relationship for them to bicker and argue and disagree and fight all the time. Okay. It's been normalized because we repeatedly see that on TV. You know, we see it in the cartoons. Okay. We see it in the neighbors, you know, we hear it in the songs, people are fighting and bickering and that is love. 
they're presenting that to us as if this is love and it's not. So a lot of people are misinformed. They're miseducated. So they really do believe that love hurts. No, love is not supposed to hurt. You're supposed to feel safe, secure, healthy, and happy with the one that you love. Yes, there are going to be problems. There are going to be differences. There are going to be disagreements. Yes, there are going to be frustrations. And there are going to be all kinds of things that you have to deal with. But domestic violence is not, should not be one of those things that you have to put up with. All right? It is very important that we not judge people who are victims of domestic violence. It's very important that we understand them and why they are in an abusive relationship and offer them support. Because another reason why a lot of victims don't leave is because they don't have a family support system. They don't have a support system that includes friends, that includes the church, that includes neighbors, that includes healthcare providers or counselors or other people in their lives that can help them deal with issues such as the low self-esteem. Okay, such as, you know, problems they may be having physical or they have problems emotionally. Okay, now victim of domestic violence, they need a support system to be able to have so they don't have to depend on their abusers for help. Okay, if they know that they can go to mom's house, they can go to sister's house, or they can get help from a best friend, they can get help, you know, from social services, they know that they can survive and they can make it, they can heal. But if they don't have a good support system, it becomes very, very difficult for them to entertain leaving because they can't see themselves, you know, getting away and being able to be successful. You know, they can't see themselves being able to have a life separate from their abuser. So it is very important that we provide people who are victims of domestic violence support systems, okay, which includes social services, shelter, counseling, financial assistance, housing assistance, so they will be able to get themselves back together. Now, it is very scary. One of the reasons also that a lot of people who are victims of domestic violence don't leave, okay, male and female victims, is because they don't want to be alone, okay? A lot of people are afraid of being alone. They don't want to start all over again and go find another relationship to go into, especially if they've been out the dating scene for a long time. Can you imagine someone who's been married for 20 years? someone who's been married for 30 years, someone who's been in a long-term committed relationship for 15 years. I mean, this is the only person that they've been involved with for this period of time. So it would be very difficult for them to just get up and start all over again, especially if they've been isolated because a lot of uh, abusers isolate their victims. They don't allow them to maintain contact with family and friends. They don't allow them to have new friends or continue relationship with old friends. So they cut them off. And sometimes the victim cut themselves off from family and friends because they don't want people to know that they're being abused. Okay, so they don't answer phone calls, they don't return phone calls, they don't accept invitations to go to family, uh, you know, activities or hang out with friends because, you know, sometimes there are signs of the abuse, whether it be physical signs where they have marks and bruises on their bodies 
or the control issues will come out. You know, the abuser want them to come home at a certain time or the abuser is calling them every five seconds. You know, it becomes too obvious that they are in an abusive, dysfunctional, unhealthy relationship. So to avoid people getting involved in their business, a lot of victims would tend to cut themselves off. Okay. And again, sometimes abusers will isolate the victim, move them to a far away place, isolate them away from family or friends so they won't have a support. Okay. And another reason why uh, sometimes a, a victim stay is because sometimes, you know, they cut off all their support system. In other words, they burn their bridges. Okay. They left so many times and they were provided assistance. They got financial assistance from family and friends. They got assistance from social service. They got assistance from the church and they end up going right back to the abuser. And this can happen, you know, many times. So after a while, you know, their support system begin to kind of cut them off. You know, they kind of practicing sort of like a tough love. It's like, if you're going to choose to stay with your abuser, we're not going to provide you any more assistance. Okay. Similar to people who are on drugs. After a while, you know, they keep going back to drugs, keep going back to drugs. After a while, their family just don't want to get involved anymore. And another reason why families sometimes withdraw their support is because sometimes the abusers will threaten to harm the family, injure the family, or even kill family members, or even attempt to harm them. If it's not physically harm them, sometimes it could be, you know, harassing them and threatening them and stalking them. So that's another reason why you have uh, family members who don't want to get involved. But let's go back to what we're talking about in terms of the loneliness. A lot of people are afraid of being alone, especially, like I said, a few minutes ago there, you know, they, they haven't been with anyone else in 20 years and 30 years and 15 years, or they've been with their abuser since they've been 18 years old. And now they're 35. Now they're 40. Now they're 50. You know, they, they have five or six children and, you know, and the abuser tells them all the time, no one is going to want you with five or six children. Okay. You are a burden. You are a liability. Nobody's going to take this burden. And so because they are afraid that they won't be able to have a relationship outside of this relationship. Okay. Or maybe they believe they're no longer attractive, attractive. All right. I mean, if they started a relationship at 18 and now they're 50, all right. And they've been abused physically. And now they may not have teeth in their mouth because the abuser may have physically knocked some of the teeth out their mouth. Okay. Maybe they have disabilities, physical, you know, they have scars missing, you know, they have hair patches. I mean, you know, broken noses and a limp. And so sometimes victims may not feel as pretty or handsome or attractive anymore. So they really may believe the abuser, you know, when he or she tells them that they're ugly and nobody wants you. Okay. So a lot of people are afraid that they're going to be lonely for the rest of their lives if they leave because they won't be able to get another partner. Okay. It's very important that we understand that. It's very important. The last one that we're going to discuss right now is a learned helplessness. Some people have been broken down so bad in terms of the abuse, you know, they've been so damaged, so traumatized, you know, they, you know, domestic violence is a very serious problem because it, to be honest with you, it is one of the worst crimes in the world because someone who tells you that they love you, 
Someone who's supposed to protect you. Someone who's supposed to have your back. Someone who's supposed to be responsible and providing for you and nurturing you. They are the ones who are taking advantage of you. They are the ones who are hurting and using and abusing you. I mean, it's very devastating for someone to go through something like that. And some people, you know, will never recover from that, especially if they don't get the help. So, you know, it's easy for them to go from one abusive relationship to another abusive relationship to another abusive relationship because they haven't allowed themselves the time to heal. They haven't allowed themselves, you know, the opportunity for them to get to know themselves and, you know, and work on themselves and, and, and get over, you know, all the negativity that they've been exposed to through the abusive relationship. So domestic violence is something that is very serious and it's it's very devastating you know i mean it destroys families it destroys lives it destroys intergenerational families all right because it goes from one generation to the next so we just discuss all the reasons and i'm not going to say all but most of the reasons why okay people tend to stay in abusive relationship Okay, let's do a quick, 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 quick recap. All right. We said that a lot of people stay in an abusive relationship because of their childhood, because they were raised in an environment where they were abused themselves or they were exposed to abuse. You know, a lot of victims are isolated and they don't have a good support system. And that's the reason why they stay. Some of them have a low self-esteem. Some of them are afraid of the abuser. They're afraid of being killed, of being hurt, or they're afraid of their children or family members being hurt or killed. Because sometimes abusers don't threaten to kill the, the victim. They threaten to kill other family members, friends, or loved ones if the victim decides to leave. All right. We spoke about the guilt that they feel, the promises of change, the denial and minimization. Okay. Wanting to keep the family together, fear of losing the children financial situations that's one of the main reasons also that we pretty much you know explore that that's the reason why they did not you know want to leave or they don't want to leave or they leave and come back okay we found out that love that big word l-o-v-e love is why a lot of people choose to stay in relationship they love their partner they love their husband their wife they don't love the abuse they don't love the violence they love the person and they want that person to get better. Sometimes they think that person is sick, so they want that person to get better. So they're going to stay until that person get better. But unfortunately, without the proper intervention, some of the abusers will never change and they will continue their abusive patterns. All right. So identity. Some people, you know, this is their identity. You know, their wife, you know, they're a... um husband, their parent, and they can't seem to kind of separate themselves from that. And if they end the relationship, you know, there will, in their minds, they will no longer be that wife. Okay. They won't have that status. They won't no longer be that husband. They won't have that status. And so for them, that identity as a wife or a husband is so important to them that they don't want to leave that identity behind. Okay. So they've been socialized to feel like they need you know, to play that part, they need to have that status of a husband or wife. So identity is another reason. All right. Now, internalization of abusers words. I deserve this treatment. I am bad. I am no good. I am sorry. And so a lot of victims internalize 
the abuser's negative word or verbal emotional abuse. And so they feel bad and they have low self-esteem. So that's one of the reasons why they stay. It's not easy. It's not easy to separate from a loved one. It's not easy to get up and leave, you know, your whole history behind. It's not easy to, you know, have to start all over again with nothing. It's not easy to lose everything, to lose all your, you know, you know, everything that you work so hard to, to gain, you know, a family and, you know, material things and status. And, you know, when you well grounded and rooted in the community for you have to get up and leave and start all over again, it's not easy. It's not easy. No one wants to start all over again. No one wants to throw 50 years away, 20 years away, 30 years away, five years. Okay. But sometimes you have to, there is no other alternative because your life is more important. Your happiness is more important. Your health is more important. Okay. It's very important that we understand that we have to end an abusive relationship. We have to start planning. We have to find a way out. Maybe, you know, immediately a person, a victim may not be able to end the relationship for the reasons that we just discussed, but it's very important for them to start safety planning, start creating a plan. Okay. Trying to find an exit, trying to find a way out, you know, start getting paperwork together, start getting their finances in order, start getting their health into order, start researching to find out what's available in the community, such as restraining orders, if necessary, if they have to get financial assistance, you know, through different social agencies for them to communicate with their church or communicate with family members to find out how they can get help. Okay. Once they're able to make a plan and it's possible for them to execute that plan, then they can go ahead on and exit the abusive relationship right? So it's very important that we understand that we deserve love. We deserve happiness. We deserve to have people in our lives who love us and respect us and appreciate us and don't take us for granted. People who won't use and abuse us. We are worthy of love. Unfortunately, we live in a society where a group of people are not valued. A group of people are, you know, are, are, are not seen as worthy of having love. So the message get to these people that, Hey, you know, you're the low class, you know, you're the unwanted, you're the no good, you're the bottom. So you don't need love. So it becomes acceptable for these people to live dysfunctional and society pretty much normalize that and, and, and expect that from those people. And those people at some point internalize that, internalize it. And uh, as we listen to the music, the music that we listen to are very important because many years ago, listening to music, okay, we heard about beautiful love relationships where a man respected a woman and a woman respect a man and they were living in peace and harmony and they were valuing each other, taking care of each other and they were being responsible. But nowadays we're listening to music where women are being degraded and demeaned and put down and men are seen as just a meal ticket or, you know, men are seen as irresponsible and you know, and they uh, don't want to hold themselves accountable for their behavior. So it's very important that we don't promote dysfunctional relationship. We don't promote abusive relationship in our music. 
And we don't entertain those things because if we do, we begin to normalize dysfunctional behavior. We begin to normalize abusive behavior and the children are beginning to emulate if they see abuse and dysfunction and they see that it's socially accepted, is accepted within the family, is accepted within the neighborhood, is accepted in the music, then it becomes normal. All right. Thank you very much for spending this time with me. Again, my name is Tika Taylor. Thank you for listening to the Ujima Spirit Podcast.